battle for Middle-earth is about to begin. Where do you travel to find Middle-earth? Fight the shadows of Angmar. Who created the dwarves? I thought I'd die fighting side by side with an elf. Why are elves immortal? You will linger on in darkness and in doubt. It's nightfall in winter that comes without a star. What is the ultimate evil of Sauron? Join me on a quest for answers through the books, the movies, and the games that tell us the legendary adventures of hobbits, dwarves, men, and elves in Tolkien's Middle-earth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Secrets of Middle-earth. And uh, we are currently out in the evening sky, uh, right outside our uh, our homestead, actually. I'm... Uh, today uh, joined by both uh, Laura and by Inge. Hello. Hello. It's welcome to uh, Middle Earth once more. So we, we have our little homestead uh, not far from Breland and uh, we just uh, left uh, our, our kin house and we are looking at, well, a, a mountain range in the distance and uh, it's dark, the sky is blue dark blue and, and a little bit of purple indicates that the sun has just gone under uh, lots and lots of stars it's a beautiful night and uh, we are surrounded by uh, uh, these nice purple flowers although Laura I think that these flowers are causing uh, quite a bit of a uh, an allergy for you right yes if you hear a little coughing that would be me <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's 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 springtime in uh, in Middle Earth <laughs> we can't do anything about it <laughs> I don't have any spells that we can cast in order to uh, cure you from it. So what are we going to do today, Inge? Well, um, we, uh, we left last week, uh, we left Brie, and we wanted to visit Combe and Staddle, but we ran out of time, so I suppose uh, it's, this, um, it's now time to, to visit those uh, little villages, uh, just right. east of Brie. Well, lead so the way. So a little bit to the southwest where we are not right now, yeah. so we're leaving... Uh, our homestead, our neighborhood, and we are off to Brie nice. once again. Lead the way. So it's uh, this is just one of these areas where you can uh, have your own house. Um, and uh, whoops, there's a little square here with some musicians. And uh, it's better to go this way. Okay, I'll just I'll just follow you. Um, and there are homesteads in various areas in, in Middle-earth. Um, the hobbits can, uh, of course, have their little hobbit holes. There are elven homesteads near Rivendell, if I'm not mistaken. No, they are near uh, Falathorn, so oh, in uh, Ered Lewin. Okay. Well, that's really all the way to the, to the west, so that's not yeah. a, that's not a nice not place popular. to have your home. <laughs> it means a lot of travel if you ever yeah. you know, go to your kin house. And uh, in our in our previous episode, we did an extensive tour of uh, the town of Bree, and uh, of course, featured uh, uh, quite a bit in the story of the Lord of the Rings. And uh, so are the areas uh, east of um, 
of Brie. Now let me see. Okay, uh, we'll have to wait for Inge. She's falling behind. I'm a behind, little bit slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because, of course, uh, Brie is where they meet Strider. And then from there, uh, Strider leads them uh, to, well, ultimately to Rivendell, isn't it? Yes, but you need to t- uh, take a detour because, of course, uh, they had visitors and wanted visitors during the night uh, in yeah. Brie, so they had to, yeah, um, yeah, hide in, yeah. in a in a room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Black Riders caught up with them in Brie. The Nazgul. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so they couldn't take the main road, of course, because that's what the Black Riders would would watch them. So what they did is, well, uh, they said, well, we take a little bit uh, of the ma- main road because by the time they broke, the whole city already knew what was ha- what happened. Of course, you cannot hide uh, those people stampeding through to town. So they decided, well, let's just take the main road, uh, leave the south gate. And then after a, a bit, if everybody, the onlookers are away, let's um, yeah make a sharp turn north, um, east of Archit and uh, take north uh, route to... Uh, um, yeah, to the weather thought. That's what I uh, wanted to go. So we might actually follow the trail of the hobbits and Strider during this episode, at least part of it. Yes. So what I did is um, yeah, somewhere where we where we are now, uh, before the way uh, the, the road turns south, mm-hmm. they uh, instead of following the road, they went left. Uh, so somewhere here, and right. ma- made sure they keep the, kept the east side of uh, of those villages. But yeah. uh, why? Uh, since we are not on the on the run for the Nazgul, let's uh, let's uh, take a look at the Stadel, for example, which is on the left here. Yeah, I'm I'm riding over the, the beautiful uh, meadows here on the hills. Uh, I see a lot of small houses with a distinct hobbit-like architecture. This is Widow Froghorn's farm, for instance. And there is a small female hobbit standing in front of her door. Nice lanterns. Uh, it's light. almost like the Shire. Light the way. It, it looks mm-hmm. very very much like the Shire. It's it's a bit bigger than the Shire, at least uh, from... It's, uh, and it's more rural, uh, because here, for instance, is a, it's just farmland. And, uh, yeah, here, here they grow a lot of pipeweed. It's, uh, so most of the farms here grow pipeweed. Oh, of course, that must be a whole industry like we discussed last time. The yes. hobbits have uh, made that into uh, an art to grow your own pipeweed and, and more importantly, smoke it. <laughs> so we're approaching <laughs> the uh, center of Staddle here. And uh, there's a, a nice little cozy looking square. And despite the fact that it's in the middle of the night, uh, there are still quite a few hobbits here. Uh, there's a, a small hobbit standing here with his grey dog. I hope it's not a bother, but may I speak with you? <laughs> there you go. That's uh, Il- uh, no. Wait a second. That's Eldo, I think. Or or no, it's Longo. Longo, Longo and his dog. Dekemund. Yeah. His dog is a bit sick so he, he needs some help but uh, unfortunately we don't have time to help him hopefully some other travelers will be able to uh, to help him out and find some medicinal plants perhaps in the neighborhood could i speak with you a moment this is one of the watchers um watcher reedy and watcher redweed 
And uh, they warn us that there are some uh, sightings of, of foul goblins in the marshes. Um, so I assume that he's talking about the Mitchwater marshes that are uh, very close to Staddle, actually a bit uh, north and then uh, east of, uh, of this town. Um, and these guards are are human. They're they're not hobbits. Yeah, they're from Bree. Uh, so you know, last week we uh, discussed the uh, the town watch mm -hmm. and, uh, and we went uh, to the where they train. And um, the yeah, the yeah up, upper watcher. How do you call that? The, Just the uh, chief yeah, watcher. They mm -hmm. he dispatched uh, some watchers to the uh, surrounding villages because of. Yeah, the, the riders mm -hmm. being here, uh, oh, so okay. all kinds of weird stuff going on, so that's why they are here. Yeah, you can definitely see that everybody is a bit on the edge here, um, that there have been sightings of goblins. The goblins themselves might be more aggressive now that the dark riders are in the area, and uh, the, the, well, overall the, the, the darkness seems seems to uh, take hold of, uh, of Middle-earth. Um, so uh, it's good to see that these hobbits and uh, humans work together to protect uh, their town. Now, I see that the hobbits both dig their homes into uh, the hills, like like here are two houses. There is a... Um, I guess that this is just one of the houses where you can um, buy your, your uh, armor and that sort of stuff. It's uh, the front of the house is uh, is outside of the hill, but most of the rest of the building is is just you know caved into the into the the rock. Yeah, that's also true in the Shire, but not all hobbits live in holes. It's only the well-to-do hobbits is that who do so? that. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, for example, if you uh, go in, into the Shire, there's a whole um, yeah place where hobbits also live in in wagons or in just normal houses. Oh, really? Interesting. So, um, well, why don't we move a little bit north to uh, these other two towns uh, and just pay them a short visit. I, we have, in the very remote past, uh, visited Archit before, uh, but we can still take a look uh, in those two. And then, of course, we've got Coombe as well. Or Yeah, that's in the middle between Archit yeah. and Stadelief. If you Let, go north, you yeah. first uh, go through Coombe. Let's go there first. This is... Um, a small path that goes up the hill, and here are some runes. Where are these defense walls? It's kind of hard to see. It's definitely old stuff. Um, yeah, there are more in the, in the, in the marshes. So there, there's a whole line of, of those ruins uh, east-west in the marshes and also in the, in the lonelands east of uh, Breland. Okay. Here's another hobbit. Fortunes aren't made in hobbit holes, at least. That's what my dad always said. So this is... Uh, <laughs> Probably uh, a more of a, an entrepreneur type of hobbit <laughs> who is uh, selling goods in order to make some money. Is there a yeah, currency actually? And most of yeah. the most of the hobbits around here live in Staddle, and then there's some in um, Coombe, I think, as well. Yeah. And we are here at the entrance of Coombe. Uh, again, uh, there's a wooden uh, perimeter with wooden spikes and some uh, uh, some guards here. But we uh, we are able to uh, pass through. There are some farmers sitting here. Um, what are you supposed to be? Some kind of rune keeper? He's telling me. <laughs> Too funny. Uh, here on the left is the entrance to. I guess it must be uh, 
what is it? Um, Apothecary? Yeah. This is Cartwell the, the Leecher, <laughs> a drugstore. But uh, let's yeah. not go there. Let's go to the center of the town. You can see it's in a deep valley, so you go down. Yeah, I love and that. And that's actually what Coombe means. That's Old English. And is it means so? deep valley. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's why it's surrounded by... Uh, uh, by hills and uh, yeah, it's definitely the, the 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 town hall that we're looking at right now. It's here in front of us, which is pretty impressive, I have to say. I don't know if this is Hobbit built or if it's built by by man. I guess it's by the man of Bree that built this because the architecture is very similar to what you see in Bree Town. Um, the the town it's hall. Actually, the Coombe and Waddle Inn. Oh, it's is this an inn? Oh, that's even that's even better. It looks like a uh, you know a, a three star hotel. Let's get off our horses here. Oh, so this is an inn. I thought it was a town hall, but it, I think I guess it makes sense that that uh, the town hall is in Brie and that this yeah. is just uh, depending on uh, whatever you know they decide in Brie. Oh yeah, this looks very much like the prancing pony. It's a bit more barren. I'd offer you an ale if those brigands hadn't drank it all, says the lady of the house here. How may I help you today? Well, we would like to have some ale, but you just told us that you didn't have any more. <laughs> Too bad. Uh, there's a fireplace here in the hall and some, uh, hmm, seedy-looking characters uh, standing here. They're ruffians. So these are definitely um, more part of the, the Middle-Earth underground. <laughs> these are brigands, yeah. right? Yeah, the gangs yes, of Middle-Earth. Thieves. This must be uh, one of the places where they just... Uh, hang out and plan whatever the robberies that they want to do. It seems that they gather at, uh, at inns and uh, drink and it's their meeting place. I I'm surprised. Yeah. Wow, there's a chicken here. <laughs> Inside. There would, these would be friends of Bill Fernie. Oh. So, yeah. Our big uh, big like friends. Low-level ruffians. Well, yeah. <coughs> this is definitely not the kind of upscale place like uh, the Prancing Pony with all these animals on the inside. There's another, there's a dog standing here. Oh, that's your dog, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's my dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this dog doing here? And the, the I, I love it. There are two chickens here. Well, let's get yeah, out. Maybe they, uh, they uh, have very fresh eggnog or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> Could be part of the kitchen uh, <laughs> equipment. <laughs> It seems to be to be a little bit in disrepair. Yeah. Yes. Even more than you well, see a little bit in um, in the prancing pony, but this is uh, you can see this is not in the in the in the middle of town. No, even it's though the the outside of the building is beautiful and it, it has a certain grandeur, but the inside is definitely not as nice, not as yeah. pretty as the outside. Um, well, where else can we go? Uh, you guys want to ride to Archit for uh, just a few seconds, and then we can move over to the marshes. Sure. Yeah. Um, Sounds like a plan. Calling my horse. Or my pony, actually. <laughs> and, uh, okay. You Let's ladies see. just uh, lead the way, and I'll just follow. Inga is uh, riding a beautiful brown horse, and uh, Laura, you have a, a pretty nice gray horse as well. Yeah, this is a spring festival. Oh, horse. okay. So, the <laughs> not far from... Actually, this is north of, uh, of Brie. Um, hobbits have organized a spring festival, and you can partake in all sorts of games. And, 
if and you can win coins i think that you can exchange uh, yeah, ultimately tokens. for uh, tokens yeah. for uh, for a horse or some other prizes and uh, they already are preparing for a summer festival that's another thing uh, hobbits and men together uh, organize so that's another way how you can see that they are uh, cooperating well and this is something that we've also seen in in uh, the lord of the rings that especially hobbits they love parties uh, remember the birthday party of of Bilbo? What was yeah. his age actually? Was he he was like super old already at the time? Seventy first. <laughs> what was it? No, so uh, I know. I think he was uh, one hundred and eleven. But one hundred and eleven. Yeah, there you yes. go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he organized eleventy first. That's what it was. Eleventy first. Oh yeah. Right. That's what it was. And he uh, he organized that party in uh, under the the party tree, of course, in in the Shire, um, and it's uh, it's his farewell party ultimately. But in the movie, you can see the you know how elaborate these parties are with the you know of course lots of eating, and then there's singing, dancing. Uh, it's it's a huge party for such Everybody small people. Gets invited. Yeah, yeah. Even the the family members from other neighboring uh, Hobbit villages yeah. that they might not really like in real life, but for a party, it somehow kind of bonds all these Hobbits together. Even though uh, there might be some family, you know, old family, uh, uh, how do you call that, rifts or like disputes, <laughs> disputes. family feuds. <laughs> yeah, family feuds. There you go. But I think that's also something we could learn from because what often if we are fighting with our relatives, we don't want to see them anymore, and yeah, we we all go our own ways. And the, the Hobbit show that yeah, by throwing a good party, then you can uh, yeah appease stuff, and then you have you are mm-hmm. in, in this life together. And you, uh, after all, so why? Don't don't you make a good time of it? And well, so and that's that's very positive. That's a very good point you make, Inge. Uh, and in the meantime, we've arrived at the uh, gate of Archit, and uh, let's let's go to the center of this uh, small village. Although I say it's a village because it's small, but the houses here are are uh, like three four stories high. Um, so this probably in the past was a well-to-do little town. Um, but it seems to be in a very, very bad um, state right now. There might have been some attacks, uh, some raids on it, and uh, there's a lot of smoke damage, as far as I can tell. So there's probably yes. there's been a well, fire. Well, if you remember, here. just recently, uh, Archit was burned down. The brigands oh. came and burned it down. There you go. So That's why everything th- looks so, uh, so terrible. And, gloomy, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's very gloomy. Uh, I was about to say that the um, uh, that's one of the traits of the hobbits, and uh, something that both Frodo and Bilbo, but Bilbo even more than Frodo, displays in in the story uh, of the Lord of the Rings. There and also in the Hobbit, they are extremely uh, welcoming and uh, uh, hosp- hospitable. How do you say that? They they even if they don't like the situation, they don't like their visitors. Once people knock on their doors, they make sure that they are they feel welcome and they get food and tea and cookies and everything and and um, I'm currently for uh, the Secrets of the Hobbit, which is a uh, kind of the sister show of uh, of the Secrets of Middle Earth. Uh, we are uh, discussing a lot of the story of the Hobbit and and it just struck me that even though Bilbo really can't stand the the dwarves at first when they enter his uh, his house he still puts so much effort in um, 
in making them at ease and, and making sure that they, you know, feel welcome there. And that's a huge quality of these hobbits because you'd think that since they like their comfort, they are ex- actually a, not a very adventurous uh, people, that they would be very hostile towards uh, strangers. But uh, Bilbo, at least, is not. And I guess that's a, that's a common trait of the of the hobbits that uh, once you uh, once you are their guests, um, they make sure that uh, you, you lack nothing and. Um, and so in a way that's, it's al- that's also a way to defuse the situation for example uh, uh, if you recall the beginning of the hobbit then um, Bilbo is is minding his own business and suddenly no- someone knocks on his door mm-hmm. and it's Gandalf and then there's another guest and another guest and uh, what's his uh, answer to uh, to his yeah anxiousness how do you say it? anxiety let's make tea and then he starts to <laughs> run run around in the kitchen let's make tea it could also be a way for him to actually uh, try to get hold of the situation, because it's it, it's those dwarves and that wizard, they are completely upsetting him and disturbing his very calm life, and he 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 loves to be in control of things. He loves for things to be regular, uh, and no surprises, no adventures, and so f- for him to when he's surprised by adventure to rush into the kitchen and and try to f- fetch them tea and, and cookies might also be a way for him to kind of keep keep hold on the situ- keep a hold on the situation and uh, and and stay in charge as it were. Of course, it's all futile because. Uh, <laughs> a couple of days later, he's running around with those yeah. with those dwarves, and uh, it's the biggest adventure of his life. Yeah, and and do you remember that one little part where you know the dwarves are talking about taking him away, and all of a sudden he falls to the floor, and he keeps saying, "Struck by lightning, struck by lightning." Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's poor little guy. He is just literally struck by lightning. He's like, ah, I'm not in control anymore. <laughs> He gets used to it, um, and in a way, I think that the um, what's the word for if someone is so inviting and so is it hospitable? Hos- hospitable. Hospitable. The the, mm-hmm. the 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 hobbits are even more hospitable, I think, than the uh, than the elves. Uh, the elves of of uh, Rivendell are very welcoming, but it's probably because of Gandalf that they are so kind and. Uh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> they and help the hobbits the are hobbits. more polite too. It's almost like they yes. they can't even help themselves. They just have to be polite. Well, it's it's probably because it, they're small. So you know, you'd better be, if you were small and not very strong, you'd better be kind to everyone, <laughs> so they don't <laughs> beat you up. That used to be my strategy in uh, primary school <laughs> when there were older kids in the play yard, in the, on the playground. I would be extremely kind and extremely friendly because I was always afraid that they would beat me up. <laughs> and, and did that work for you? No. I always threatened uh, that I would get my older brother and then I realized that I am my older brother (laughs) you don't have an older brother there you go (laughs) alright let's uh, let's leave Archit again Uh, it's a very depressing place unfortunately and all these people are outside I guess uh, they need to put a lot of work into rebuilding rebuilding uh, Archit and also to defend it because this is an area full of brigands. Yeah, they are, they are crawling all over the woods. Yeah, uh, in to the, the northeast they have their uh, at least one of the one of these runes are completely taken over by the by the brigands. Yeah. There's another big one. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's at a, a left that's Yeah, what is Broadway's that? Folly? Oh, 
Oh wow! Sounds like a big fortress, also. Again, this looks definitely like a building uh, uh, that is many centuries old. Um, it has, it has the same architecture as the buildings we encountered in Brie. Yes. Uh, well, the the ruins that we saw in Brie, yeah. and uh, and it's also probably of the same age as the the the, the remains of the defense wall that you see uh, near Stadel. And uh, this, I, this probably has been a castle or even a temple. I'm uh, uh, just going up the um, the stairs here, uh, and uh, almost the stairs are uh, the only thing that's left. And then uh, there are these remains of huge, huge pillars, uh, very thick pillars, indicating that probably the roof was very high or that there was this, this entire building otherwise you wouldn't need these big pillars and then at the very end of these runes there is a circular tower um, and part of the part of the tower is still uh, is still there and you see also you see everywhere little patches of uh, plants growing and that's Athelas. and what or is I that do Ath I pronounce that right uh, Laura Athelas, yes yeah. Yeah, and if yeah. you'll notice on the on the pillars, on the the top of each is our seven stars. So th oh, these would yeah. be ruins from Cardolan, the ancient northern kingdom of Cardolan. Oh wow! I didn't even notice that. Yeah, you're tr there's there's this big star in the center, and then six stars surrounding it. Awesome! Ooh, I hear wolves. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here before they attack us. Um, and let's move to the... Oops! Ouch! Don't break your neck, Father. No. <laughs> I fell off these runes. Um. So let's go south and then, and then to the east? Yes, let's do that. Because this is... Um, Archie, this is surrounded by a mountain raid, so you cannot easily leave it only uh, through the south gate. It's true, yeah. There's only one exit. Which also makes it pretty easy to defend. Uh, you only and and that that's what we're back at the gate here. Um, so there's only these these, this, you know, this small pretty small wooden wooden gate, and that's probably enough to keep the enemy outside. Yeah. On the other hand, if the enemy takes over the gate, then you are yeah yeah <laughs> <trapped>. you're <laughs> you're done for. Okay, let's see where are we going. Well, we could go this way, uh, more uh, to the southeast. And uh, the path is going up again over one of these hills. We're leaving the valley. Yeah. And the houses on the left are, are definitely not hobbit houses, or, but owned by people from Brie, probably, or originally. Now we so are we'll approaching Chetwood. Yes. Um, and this is uh, an area with woodsmen, so... Lots of uh, loggers uh, are making their bread. How do you say that? Are earning their yeah. money here. They're earning their earning their wages. Keep. Their keep. Yeah. So we are now approaching one of those camps. No, oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, there are lots of uh, logs and uh, people working even during the night. Um, but are we going through the forest, or should we go to the more to the east and into the Mitchwater? Uh, oh. marshes. Do, do you want to visit... Oops, there, there's a bear attacking you. Watch out. Who's being attacked? You are being attacked. 
Let me help you out here. That's nuts. Yeah, he's not supposed to attack you. You're so much stronger than he is. Okay, that's. If I just have a, have a, a weird look on my face and he drops dead, it runs. Maybe know. it was your dog he was attacking. Bears oh, like to attack dogs. Well, and then we've got uh, Ilion. Ilion. Uh, how do you pronounce that? Iliondor of Gondor, who is uh, one of our listeners also uh, following us today. Uh, so perhaps he was being attacked. Well, <laughs> who he knows? looks scared, so. Maybe, well, yeah. we are approaching a, a nice little pond, and there's a waterfall uh, in the distance there. That's very nice. Very calm. Yeah, uh, before I was attacked, I wanted to say that uh, the hobbits in, in uh, Aragorn, mm -hmm. um, they they tried to make a shortcut first through the Shetwood, and then they wanted to go north. Uh, to the, uh, There's north, there's a small pass, the Midswater Pass. Mm-hmm. That leads to uh, to Weathertop, which was which was their destination. So they didn't cross the whole uh, swamp uh, proper, so to say. Okay. They went. They took a northern route, but. Well, but I, the the Mitch, Mitchwater Pass is is actually uh, um, east, a little bit southeast of where we are currently. We are at the foot of the Midwater Marshes. So I guess if we travel through, we'll uh, we'll arrive at the Mitchwater Pass, uh, and then from there we can venture into the lowlands. Yeah, since this is a kind of little bit uh, dangerous uh, area, so I want to uh, make sure I get protected well. So I will summon my uh, my bear or, or my, my uh, pet, so I can, when I get attacked, that uh, you, you go I can right. defend you guys. You go ahead. Although I, I don't think this is very dangerous. I mean, there are some uh, Neeker Breakers. <laughs> I never know yeah, what these are. I think one of the hobbits, I think it's Sam. Yeah. Um, it calls them like like that because he, he they hear it all the night. Nicker breaker, nicker breaker. Oh. So that yeah, I think they're just a little type of gnat or um, noceum type thing. But yeah. um, but here they've gotten bigger. Yeah, they're pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty nasty. Yeah, they are caught by yeah. Uh, I think by the. He's attacking me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like them. They're like these green insect-like creatures. Um, yeah, they are called the the, the bats, uh, relatives of, uh, of crickets. By oh, wow. Them. Well, I can hear the crickets now. So we are in the mid Mitchwater Marshes now. And where do we go? Probably a little bit northeast. There are ruins over everywhere here. Also, Cardon, I think. Same uh, architecture. Yeah. And spiders. And it's very wet here. Yeah, and there are um, bugs everywhere. So when the company was was crossing the, the swamp, they would be they were complaining they were be, were eaten alive because of all the bitches. Yeah, I remember it's that. Big water marshes, of course. <laughs> Again, uh, runes in the distance of what probably used to be a castle, or this is actually a fort. It uh, it's on a Not small a hill. It's called the Marshwater Fort, uh, indeed. And it seems to be infested by these brood watchers, by these spiders. Nasty creatures. Okay, guess it's you. Yeah, very nasty. Mm -hmm. And there's a, uh, an altar here. Um, 
which indicates that this is and some white flowers on this ancient altar. Altar, according to the description, this is an ancient altar of Arnorian construction, upon which you can find evidence of recent activity, as if some rite or ritual has been held here. Uh, I've never seen that before. It's interesting. So this is an ancient altar of the Dunedain. Um, and I, oops, there are some spiders attacking us. I will, de I will deal with them. Very good. I just sent my cat after them. So, so the Dunedain, um, uh, well, th this is definitely a trace of, of uh, that they, they also had their religious rites. And uh, it's just a bit puzzling that it's been used recently. This might have been by the orcs. Uh, I don't know, some kind of evil uh, spirit worship stuff. We, we don't hear much about the religion of orcs, do we? Or whether they even have their uh, rituals. Well, if you I visit camps, they have some kind of idols uh, standing around, which gives... Uh, Make, yeah, it gives you a very uncomfortable feeling. Hmm. Laura, Laura, do we do we know anything uh, about it, it, religion it, it or superstition? It doesn't really say much about that, but uh, I would imagine they worship Sauron, mm -hmm. since he is uh, he's one of the um, the Maiar. He's a Maiar, so uh, that's true. Probably worship him. What what are Maiar exactly? Maiar are uh, there's the the Valar and the Maiar. They're part of the uh, the, that uh, group of angelic beings that were actually around before the world was created. Yes. So, and they were recruited or, or created by uh, Iluvatar. <laughs> They're creatures. They're not really gods. Although mm -hmm. you, you can imagine that these goblins, uh, kind of primitive as they are, um, might, might consider them to be gods. Um, Oh, wow, these goblins are walking around with uh, uh, these burning... Kind of bombs, yeah. Yeah, it looks like bur burning sacks with oil in it. Uh, <laughs> setting fire to uh, the enemy it approaches. And you were about to say something, uh, Laura. Yeah, uh, they might also worship Morgoth, who was the, uh, the Valar... Of the fallen angel, sort of the uh, analog to um, to Lucifer. Yeah, that's true. Morgoth started a lot of the of all the the trouble. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, he, you know, at the time of the Lord of the Rings, Morgoth has been put into the void for all eternity. But he's still he's still alive. He still exists. So they could they could still worship Morgoth. I, I don't think Sauron would let them worship anybody but him or Morgoth. That that'd be about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And Laura, do you know anything about this line of, of, of fortresses? Uh, so, east west. Yeah, I would say they're they're ruins from the the kingdom of Arnor, which uh, we've talked about before. Broke up into the three kingdoms: Arthedain, Cardolan, and uh, I've forgotten the name of the other one. But but this would be Cardolan over here. So these would be uh, these would be protections from the the hillmen, protections from forces coming down from Angmar. Because uh, this would be, we're getting towards the edge of their of their kingdom, so they would be these would be defenses, trying to keep people out. Right, it all makes sense that there are these fortresses here. Um, let's see, where are we now? We are on the uh, southeastern side of the Mitchwater Marshes. Mm -hmm. um, I I would like to suggest that we 
try go up north a little bit more and then uh, go to the Mitchwater Pass because that's where uh, Frodo and uh, and the other hobbits go. Okay. Um, you can also see a little bit in the distance that the hills are changing color, so it's very green and yeah. You can also hear if you walk around, it's uh, wet and foggy. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go look a little bit at, to the east, it's it's all yellow, dry. Yes. Yeah, the lowlands are definitely not as lush as uh, the area surrounding the the marshes. But it's a chilly night, and then there is this fog over the over the marshes. And I'm uh, currently climbing the hills on the east side, and. I'm now on top of one of those hills, and I can look pretty far in the distance. It's uh, so I, I can see the the, the fortress that we um, that we just saw with the spiders, and then <clears throat> closer here, in front of us is uh, an orc camp, I guess, or or it might be a, a like a goblin stronghold, um, and they've got these strange red uh, totem-like structures. Uh, and there's some fires in the center of their uh, of their camp, probably just to uh, provide them with some some warmth. Um, so we're still on these hills here, moving northeast away from this goblin stronghold yeah, to the Mitchwater Pass. If you look a little bit north, and there's a kind of rocky hill. There are also ruins on top of that. Okay. So this is, uh, yeah, definitely rocky. Uh, so you get all kinds of. It's not as foggy and and, and so how you said swampy. Mm-hmm. Any? No, definitely the fog is has lifted, uh, but we're climbing higher and higher and higher. Yeah. Uh, and right here on the top of this hill it, is another small set of runes. Again, also with the stars, the big star in the middle and the six little stars around it. Yeah, and from the looks of, this, of it, this has been another circular structure. So uh, this could have been a watchtower uh, or something. Uh, again, part of the defense uh, in this area, the defense structures. Now, when I look down on this other side of the of the hill, I see a beautiful waterfall, um, and a lot of the water is actually uh, coming from the from the hills or the mountains. And if I'm not mistaken, up north, a little bit more uh, uh, eastwards, northeast of us, is a Bleak Rift, uh, and there is yes. a that's a that's a looks like a, a lake almost a small ma- mountain lake and the water that's coming from the hills is uh, streaming down into the val- valley b- below yeah, that's basically yeah. when you uh, went through the Mitzwater pass that's where w- where you would arrive bleak rift and then you can there's a small uh, kind of creek mm-hmm. and if you pass that then you are uh, basically at the foot in the northern foot of the of the weather top already oh okay and so- you can see weather top from here if you look straight to the east, you can see the top oh, of it. Oh, yeah, there's this very dark, gloomy structure. Uh, it's it's bare. I can barely see it. 
uh, because it's uh, you know it's 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 dark in front of the the, the rest of the the night sky. So, uh, but that must be but weather top indeed. Um, so, can we travel there? Sure. Yep. All right. Well, lead can the we way. mount up? Or uh, do you want to walk? No. Let's just uh, let's call our horses again. Or you call your beautiful horses. I'll call my pony. <laughs> My slow, chunky pony. All right, lead the way. And so we need to be careful a little bit because there are all kinds of invisible wolves uh, yeah, there's roaming mm -hmm. the, the, the region here. Camouf camouflage <laughs> animals. Yes, yeah, st stealth uh, wolves. Uh, they're very annoying. Oh wow! Now I can see Weathertop rising up. In the distance, it's a—it's uh, an impressive hill. Definitely the highest point in the area, and the uh, the hills are are um, almost devoid of of trees, and everything is kind of dry and yellow brown in color. Uh, when the hobbies ask about uh, weather top, uh, it's called Amonsu. Uh, if I mm -hmm. pronounce it correctly, Laura. And yes. it, it was a kind of a watchtower to make sure that you could see the armies from the north or from the south approaching. And we need to be a little bit careful because after the hobbits left here, uh, uh, goblins uh, followed them and they are all everywhere camps at the northern mm -hmm. edge of the, of the top, the weather top. Wow, this is a huge structure. So I'm looking up, we're standing at the foot of this... Uh of this hill, or it's a small mountain actually, and uh, what I didn't notice from afar is that not only is there a building on top of the hill, uh, on top of Weathertop, but um, <clears throat> there also seem to be fortifications uh, on, well, I guess it's all around the, all around the hill, they, they kind of built these, these structures, I don't know if it's towers or it's just ornamentation. When I look up there, part of the building uh, on on this side, and I'm I'm standing on the west side of the hill, uh, I can see a statue or something like that of a uh, of a knight standing there with a huge sword in his hands. Uh, again, probably stressing the defensive nature of these uh, of these structures. Now, um, let's see. Is this a path that goes all the way up? Uh, or is this? Yes. Am I yes, I fall think off? so. Okay, I never know exactly because uh, this is not an official path. <laughs> it's, it's sometimes hard to uh, find your way up Weathertop, but I think this one goes up. Well, and there are different ways to climb the the mountain. You can approach it from various sides. Yeah, I guess I guess that if I follow this, I'll probably get on the official road that spirals up. Yeah, there we go. Now I'm on the official road. So, what is the um, what's the origin of the of the name Weathertop? Is it just the the top where you experience most of the weather, <laughs> like the bad weather? If lightning would strike, it uh, it would strike here. You know, that's a good question. I'm I'm not mm. sure. Uh, I assume that's why, because it's the highest point uh, in uh, around here. It's the highest mountain, so I imagine it's 
you know, where, where you get a lot of weather. But okay. Uh, so we, we've arrived at sure. the we've arrived at the the, the top here, and there is this uh, circle in the center. Uh, a lot of charred earth here, as if there's been a huge fire, or perhaps even uh, a fire started by lightning. Um, and uh, from here on either side. You've got an, a, a superb view of the Lonelands below here. Uh, but we're so high up that it's kind of hard to see any structures uh, down below. But you would definitely be able to spot armies uh, approaching uh, approaching yes. this, this area. And one more thing about the name. The, the name in Elvish is Amon Sul, which mm-hmm. means Hill of the Wind. Hill of the Wind, huh? Mm-hmm. The, uh, the uh, there, there's some uh, information here about uh, uh, the about Weather Top, and it says that long ago the first king of Arnor, Elendil, built the tower uh, um, Amonsul uh, in the center of his kingdom amid the Weather Hills. So the the hills in the surroundings are called the Weather Hills. Uh, its purpose was to house a palantir. Uh, one of the seven seeing stones through which Elendil, his heirs, and his liegemen could communicate with each other and watch over both the North and South Kingdoms. And we've seen these palantirs in uh, in the Lord of the Rings, right? Or these these kind of dark, gl- um, what is it like spheres? Yeah, that, globes. Um, uh, that that um, are now controlled by Sauron. Uh, be- yes, and uh, but they were originally made by the elves oh, to, I didn't know uh, that. to ke- to keep in touch with one another, and uh, they ended up in um, the hands of the the Dunedain for the mm-hmm. most part. But uh, Sauron did capture some. It's almost uh, kind of a Middle Earth version of uh, of the internet, I guess. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like terminals, <laughs> and you can just log in. <laughs> yep, but there are only seven of them, so it's very limited. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, th- let yeah, me read what else the is there. And the scoring you talked about uh, yeah. in, in the center. Um, if if um, at one point it took a, uh, the company a couple of days to, to uh, first track to the Chetwood, mm-hmm. and then they went through the marshes, and then they saw this weird electricity or lightning in, in the east, and they first didn't know what it was, and... When they came to Weathertop, they saw that, um, yeah, this card um, remains, and also they saw a, a white stone. If you follow me over here, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of white stone uh, lying around here, and that's oh, yeah. left by uh, Gandalf. Gandalf had uh, really put his runes on it. Uh, so oh, wait a minute. Yeah. To mark when he when he passed it, so Aragorn knew that. Um, um, Gandalf had passed here and run in, in some kind of trouble, so he wouldn't uh, meet him here. And then when they uh, looked to the to the big road, which we avoided uh, to the to the south, mm-hmm. so the weather top is very close to the east-west road. They saw dark shades. Um, one, uh, a couple of them moving west, another, and others moving east. And they suddenly realized it was a Nazgul, and they had all to had to duck and. Uh, Aragorn was very mad at himself that he was had exposed them so so mm-hmm. yeah openly. And the following night, uh, sure enough, the Nazgul came here, and uh, they had to defend themselves uh, here. Wow! And this is also mm-hmm. the place Frodo got stabbed with a Morgul blade. So that's yes. kind of blade with evil runes on it. 
And so they had to uh, make sure that uh, Frodo got to Rivendell as soon as possible to, to save his life, basically. I can see some runes actually on the white stone here. Uh, yes, that's there, amazing. I never G noticed rune. that before. There's a G rune and three three marks, which the fellowship thought meant that Gandalf was here three days before oh. they were when they saw those lights in the sky. And that's true. That's what happened. He wrote the G, and then the three slashes. Wow. So, um, is this elvish? Are these runes, or uh, what? What what type of runes well, these are, are they? These are actually runes of. Um, of Arthedain, uh, this this was actually part of Arthedain, um, Car and Cardolan, if you remember, was sort of taken over by evil people at a certain point, and Arthedain and Cardolan um, were in contention for uh, for Weathertop, so they they would have fought some battles here. So these are fortresses that that were built um, probably by Arthedain to try to defend Weathertop from from the evil hillmen and from the um, from the Cardolans. Amazing. Yeah, thousands of years, thousands of years ago. So these wow. are old. Um, there's some more information here. Um, when Arnor broke apart into the three kingdoms of Arthedane, Cardolan, and Rudar, that's the third uh, kingdom that you were looking for, uh, the mm -hmm. Sundered Realms fractured around this tower and their leaders often debated over ownership of the Weather Hills. All three kingdoms desired control of the Palantir, but eventually the lines of the Dunedain in Cardolan and Rudar began to fall and Rudar fell beneath the sway of the witch realm of Angmar. During Angmar's first assault on Arthedain, the watchtower was raised to the ground. Uh, however, perhaps in preparation for such a day, the Palantir had long been removed. So that's why this whole place is in ruins. It was destroyed. In latter days, Weathertop as Amon Sul was then known, became host to two momentous events. First, as Gandalf the Grey traveled from Bree to Rivendell, he did battle with several Nazgûl and was then pursued from there through the Trollshaws, though not before he left a sign upon a stone to be found two days later. So that's what we were talking about. That's a sign. So, so he, had, he fought the Nazgûl here when the ranger Strider and four hobbits encamped here. The remaining Nazgûl assailed Strider and his companions and Frodo Baggins was stabbed by the witch king of Angmar, lord of Nazgûl, after he put on the one ring. Well, we, uh, we just discussed that. In the Lord of the Rings, um, we learn about... Let's see, what else is this? Um, yeah, so it's basically... Uh, saying that, that right now Weathertop seems to be controlled by uh, mostly by orcs uh, scouting the Lone Lands and Bree Lands uh, foreshadowing of evils to come so that's what you see all the time uh, in Middle Earth in uh, the, the Third Age is that you know the whole country seems to be overtaken by uh, by the evil evil powers and um, they they use what used to be the defense structures uh to well, be stronger themselves, and and to take advantage of it for for their own evil um, plans. Yeah, and the th uh, the three slashes on the rock don't mean three days. It means uh, October third. That's the day that Gandalf came. So, the th okay. the, th the G and the three slashes means Gandalf October third. Right. For for the nitpicky out there. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, 
Aragorn, of course, or Strider, because I don't think that they already know that his name is Aragorn at that time. Yeah, they do. Oh, they do. Okay. Do they? Yeah. Um. When what I just discussed last week is when Frodo uh, arrived to the Prancing Pony. Um. He was uh, talking to Butterbur that he his name was Underhill, but what they didn't know, the sort of the the hobbits, is that Gandalf visited um, Butterbur in the spring mm-hmm. and gave him a letter and just telling that uh, they will meet up with Aragorn and how they will know that Aragorn is Aragorn and uh, of course um, Butterbur is completely forgetful and that's also widely known so he completely forgot about uh, sending the letter to Frodo so when Frodo arrives in the the Prancing Pony he gives the letter and by by reading the letter they also start to trust Gandalf of uh, Aragorn because yeah there's this this weird kind of creepy looking stranger uh, suddenly uh, mm-hmm. uh, leaping on them and knowing about the ring, knowing their names so that was kind of creepy And how do you know if you can trust him and only by this letter of Gandalf they trust that um, this, this creepy stranger is actually a friend and so they, uh, he, uh, he also writes a poem um, in that letter, it's not all gold that glitters and he just does describing a little bit how Aragorn is. He, he looks really, really um, bad from the outside, but he, he, you don't feel the, 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 how do you say that, evilness. Mm-hmm. You, f- you feel he's a good guy. Whereas if you, if for example, Mary uh, wanders, wanders off and yeah, runs into um, the Nazgul, he just knows from a distance already that's not, that's not safe, it's not a good person because he feels the evilness of of the rounding so that's uh, Aragorn is the other way around he looks like a brigand but he's a good man right the the here's a, the poem in its entirety um, and there are different versions of this but the original version read all that is gold does not glitter not all those who wander are lost the old that is strong does not wither deep roots are not reached by the frost from the ashes a fire shall be woken, a light from the shadows shall spring. Renewed shall the be blade that was broken, the crownless again shall be king. It's very obvious that this uh, applies to Aragorn, which at the time they couldn't know uh, yet. But, uh, you know, it's the, the appearances uh, are very different from, from his ancient his roots are you know he's from royal descent and he is going to be in the future uh, king once more and he will restore the the glory of uh, of uh, well at least this part of middle earth and so he doesn't he doesn't look like uh, prince charming so yeah. not at all but from the ashes a fire shall be woken so it's again it's got this metaphor of uh, the um, the phoenix you know um, yes. And that's that's literally what we will see. Uh, the unassuming uh, Aragorn Strider has kind of looked down upon by, uh, or at least kind of feared by by some of the people in Bree. Um, he, underneath all that, he is he's actually a king, and um, and he I, he I, he will reveal himself as a king in the future. So I can't help to see. Uh, maybe it's just me or my Catholic roots. But I, I see so many parallels between uh, Aragorn and, and Jesus. Also, Jesus mm-hmm. didn't look like a king and wasn't recognized as such. 
Um, but also the poem you just read, and for example, when Maika, I think it's it's where it's written that uh, the the root of Isaiah. Um, how do you? Go? Mm-hmm. Um, there's, 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 a, there's a root. There will be a, a new spring, a new leaves at the root, and so that um, yeah, the, the crownless will be king again. Yeah, and I, Isaiah, the prophecy of Isaiah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's you know, he's clearly there's the, the archetype of uh, of the of the future king and the kind of the, the hidden king in in a way, some messiah connotations in there even though i think that tolkien would not really consider gandalf to be uh like a metaphor of jesus or like there's not a and we've discussed this many times before no that's that's also Uh, not how he meant meant it but just you see the the the, the the similarities definitely traits and and even in the way that they portrayed him in the movie they made it even more obvious. Uh, yeah. Vigo uh, definitely has this Jesus look <laughs> in a way, and even kind of his Jesus <laughs> behavior. And the only difference is that he, you know, has this sword, and he's an awesome, <laughs> he's an awesome fighter. We don't yeah, see Jesus do that. Stories. He's also with, for example, Harry Potter. Harry, of is course, also yeah, it's uh, it's part of a lot of our uh, of our stories and and uh, myths um, because it, it it they they all root in the same uh, Christian. Uh, tradition, mm-hmm. so it's uh, it's it's not surprising that this is part of uh, the 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 archetypes that uh, Tolkien has used. Even though, well, you have to be honest, it's it's ultimately it's not Aragorn who saves the day. Yes, he becomes the king, but it's it's ultimately you know thanks to the hobbits um, mm-hmm. that uh, that Middle Earth is saved, and and even uh, strangely enough, uh, uh, Gollum has his role, uh, even though he he was evil. Um, there's a, kind of this, this same idea that you that you also see in the in the gospel that that even mm-hmm. Judas, you know, who betrayed Jesus, he still has his role to play in this story. It's he's part of a of a bigger plan of redemption, and uh, in 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 a similar way, Gollum too uh, seems to have his function, it's, his own strange, mysterious role to play in this in this overarching mm-hmm. story. Yeah, and if you think about it, uh, Gollum was really the most despised uh, person that we meet. And he's actually a hobbit. And, yeah, he's the one who, who kind of saves the day. He and Sam, really, you know, the, the lowliest of the low are the ones yeah. who save the day. Well, and again, that too uh, is something that uh, this poem um, mirrors by saying that, uh, you know, it's not all gold that, that glitters, uh, that, that there is something... You know the, uh, uh, the the there is something strong that you don't see on the outside, but it's all mm-hmm. it has to do with the roots. And so, where do you where where does this strength come from? It's ultimately not the roots that give that strength, but the roots extracted from the soil, from where they are. You know, so it's in a way that this strength, this inner strength that you see both in Aragorn and in the Hobbits, is something that is. Even it comes from beyond them. It's something yes. that they tap into in a way. It's also mm-hmm. they they need each other for that. They cannot do that on. They cannot tap tap into that without each other. They feed each other basically with it. Uh, the hobbits keep up the spirits with their yeah silliness. Um, Aragorn makes sure that that there's a kind of real reality check uh, so, so mm-hmm. now and then. But yeah, everything together makes sure that. It keeps it keeps a balance. Well, and it makes sense because the ultimate uh, strength or, or uh, the, the the energy that flows through the story is friendship. 
which has its source in love, and love is never a solitary thing. You know, even even in the in in the the, the mythology that that Tolkien creates, of course you've got Iluvatar, but he shares what he is and what he wants to give with the. Uh, with, with these angelic creatures that he makes, and and then there's this whole, you know, cr- the creation of Middle Earth, and and so th- there's always interaction when uh, you know when when love is involved, and and in a way, the fellowship mirrors that uh, exchange of love and uh, and friendship that is ultimately much stronger than the egotism of the of of, of Sauron, because in in Sauron's world, it's all about him. And the same is true for Saruman. Uh, he ultimately longs to be the, the most powerful wizard. And so evil does not share. And that's ultimately why they lose, uh, the, the evildoers, because they, they, don't, they don't have access to the, the strength of friendship. Exactly, yeah. Well, amen. I think that wraps it up for this episode <laughs> here on, uh, on top of, uh, uh, well, on top of Weathertop, duh. <laughs> I'm taking a last look at the uh, landscape below uh, because that's where we will have our next adventure in a future episode of uh, The Secrets of Middle-Earth. You can find previous episodes and future episodes on our website. Go to middleearth.sqpn.com and uh, you can also find us, of course, in iTunes. Just look for Secrets of Middle-Earth You might also want to check out Secrets of the Hobbit, where we will keep you informed about uh, the the two movies by Peter Jackson about the Hobbit. And of course, we talk, uh, as we do in this uh, show, about the lore of Middle-earth and uh, various sources of inspiration that uh, helped Tolkien create this amazing uh, mythology, this amazing story of uh, these small hobbits and and their grand quest so thank you again for listening leave us a review on iTunes by the way if you have a little bit of time that will help uh, other people discover this show and if you know some uh, Tolkien fans uh, or people that play Lord of the Rings online or have anything to do with the world of Tolkien just uh, you know send them a a link to this uh, to this show and hopefully they will join us in the future uh, this show is brought to you by Bluehost. If you go to uh, our website on sqpn.com and click on the Bluehost banner, that will allow you to set up your own website or blog, your WordPress, uh, forum, whatever you want. For just $6.99 per month, you get your own .com domain name for free for that price. Unlimited storage space, unlimited traffic. It is an amazing deal. I've been using Bluehost myself uh, for many months now, and I'm super happy with it. Um, So go check that out if you uh, are in need of a personal blog and you want to have a a real one and not use one of those free services that are very limited, then uh, do it via the banner, the Bluehost banner on our website. And with that, you will support uh, our efforts to put these episodes out. Inga, Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, Laura, good luck with your uh, allergies. I hope that uh, perhaps we should uh, visit a, a colder area in one of our future episodes. That might help. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me uh, start the end tune here. And if I can find it, that is. Uh, where is my music? <laughs> 
And um, again, thanks for listening. And we will see you soon in Middle Earth. We don't know exactly where our next episode will be, but uh, I guess you'll have to stay subscribed to find out. And uh, Bilbo, as usual, is going to uh, wrap this show up. That is, of course, I'm always like Bilbo is always a little bit late. I regret there to he is. This is the end. I'm going now. I bid you all a very fond farewell. <laughs> <laughs>